May I speak in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. The words of our Gospel reading this morning from Luke chapter 4 follow on from Jesus' baptism when the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And he was affirmed by the voice of God from heaven, saying, You are my beloved Son, in you I delight. For forty days Jesus then wandered in the wilderness, led by the Spirit and tempted by the devil. Every year during the season of Lent, we remember Jesus' time of testing, and in the forty days before Easter, we strive to deepen our own spiritual awareness as we reflect on our lives in the light of God's will for us. We cut back on extravagance and spend more time in prayer and contemplation as we symbolically journey with Christ to the events of his passion. The 40 days of Lent we observe in our Anglican, Anglican tradition refer to the 40 days Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. The number 40 symbolizes a time of preparation, a time of testing. It also represents a completion of a long period of time in the Old Testament teachings. Our, one reference to this long period of time is in the Hebrew scriptures from the book of Exodus. It is of the children of Israel being tested in the wilderness for 40 years after they were liberated from slavery in Egypt as they made their way to the promised land. The number 40 also refers to the number of days Moses spent fasting on Mount Sinai before he received the stone tablets from the Lord. We see this in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, where Moses tells us, When I went up to the mountain to receive the ta stone tablets, the tablets of the covenants which the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights, without food or drink. Then the Lord gave me these two stone tablets written with the finger of God. Forty days is also the time of Elijah's testing in the wilderness, as related in the first book of Kings, chapter 9, where it is written, The angel of the Lord came again to Elijah and touched him a second time, saying, Rise and eat, the journey is too much for you. He rose and ate and drank, and, sustained by this food, Elijah went on for forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. When we count the number of days between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday, we find that there are more than forty days in this period, and the reason for this is that in our Anglican tradition, we do not include Sundays as days of Lent. Lent days are days of abstinence, while Sundays are days of worship and our Lenten discipline should not distract us from our Sunday worship. Other churches have different ways of calculating the 40 days of Lent. For instance, the Orthodox churches begin Lent on Ash Wednesday as we do, but the Orthodox churches include Sundays in this period. The period of 40 days then ends on Palm Sunday and does not include the days of Holy Week. But a common thread flowing through the traditions of Lent in the different churches of the world is a number 40 representing completeness, the time of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, and also the theme of abstinence, 
and contemplation during these 40 days. The temptations of Jesus we find in our Gospel reading for today point to his humanity and to his time of testing, where Jesus, as the suffering, just servant, remained faithful to God rather than sinning. Jesus, in his humanity, was able to make choices just as we do. Many choices or temptations have an element of good on some level, partially good, good for some, or good only for ourselves and not for others. There may also be different shades of good and evil that we choose from, partial good that may incorrectly be argued as absolute good, or evil that may be disguised as good. In his response to these three temptations, Jesus shows us his, his obedience to God, avoiding the temptations to the misuse of power, the power he possessed through his divine nature, and the temptation to use his power for his own personal gain, for purposes less than for God's purpose. Jesus, in his humanity, was tempted, making his response to temptation relevant for us. His responses serve as a parable for us, as we too are tempted in our daily lives. We are tempted sometimes by what is clearly wrong and not of God, and sometimes we are tempted to make, to, we are tempted in more subtle ways by what appears good, but is in fact not God's desire. The common feature flowing through the three temptations Jesus faced is the temptation to the misuse of power. The first of his temptations, at the end of 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, we may presume that Jesus was hungry, and in order to appease his hunger, the devil tempted him to turn stone into bread. This is a temptation to the misuse of the power that material wealth brings. And Jesus responded to this temptation by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, from the books of the law in the Hebrew Scriptures, pointing to our dependence on God for all things, saying, Man is not to live on bread alone. Jesus' second temptation referred to the abuse of political power, power that, distorted through ambition, seeks personal glorification. Jesus' response again from the book of Deuteronomy is a call to obedience to God and to serving all God's people with justice and compassion, rather than to following selfish interests. You shall do homage to the Lord your God, Jesus says, and worship him alone. The third temptation Jesus was confronted with is to the abuse of spiritual and religious power. The devil took Jesus to the parapet of the temple, the highest point in Jerusalem, tempting him to throw himself down from there and quoting to him verses 11 and 12 of Psalm 91, the psalm we read earlier. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. Jesus recognized that this temptation was to the misuse of religious power, an attempt to persuade God to respond spectacularly to an artificially created crisis, and not to situations that arose through obedient and trusting service of God in the spirit of devotion and humble submission. 
Jesus replied to the devil with a third reference from the book of Deuteronomy, calling for strength of faith, saying, You are not to put the Lord your God to the test. We can come to know God's will for us, what God desires for us, by taking the time to notice what leads us to a deeper sense of faith, hope, and love, and to a deeper sense of peace. In their book, The Long Journey to the Resurrection, Nicholas King and Anne-Marie Paulin Campbell from the Jesuit Institute of South Africa write that even when a situation is challenging or difficult, there will be a conviction that this is what God is asking of us and that he will give us the gifts and graces that we need. Jesus comes out of his time of grappling and prayer, out of his time in the desert, out of his time of temptation, with renewed energy to a place of peace and clarity, a place of deep conviction. Through the temptations Jesus faced in his human nature, he allows us to share with him our own temptations, our own testing. And as we fa face temptation in our daily lives, our inner struggles and tests, it is comforting for us to know that we are not alone when we face these tests. We share them with Jesus, knowing that Jesus was tempted just as we are. During the 40 days of Lent each year, we are encouraged to slow down as we symbolically enter the wilderness with Christ, a place of, a place of close encounter with God, and a time of cutting back of excess, a time of taking stock of our lives, clearing away unnecessary clutter, devoting more attention to what really matters in our spiritual lives and to what really matters to God. At the heart of all temptations that we face is the misuse of power, the act of pushing God aside because we think that we know better, that we can face temptation on our own, and we do not need the help of God. We offer an attempt to build a world based on our own likes and dislikes without reference to God. We think that we know better. We think that we know what really matters, but very often we fall short of what God intends for us. As we begin this time of Lent, let us strive to spend real time, as Jesus did, listening for the guiding voice of the Lord, to set aside additional time each day during this Lent for prayer and contemplation, where we can reduce the clamour and busyness going on around us, and we can confront the temptations of life, and we can be assured of what God wants for us, so that when we emerge from our desert time, we may, like Jesus, be strengthened with new clarity, and we will respond with new energy, with new courage, and with new faith, with new faith to whatever God is asking of us in this moment of our lives. May we also, time, may we also take comfort from the protection that verses 12, 11 and 12 of Psalm 91 offer, as they offer to Jesus. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep there in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. And may we also be assured of the promise the Apostle Paul makes in his letter to the Romans from our reading this morning, that in our time of testing, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen.